Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, hello, this is Jeremiah Smith. I'm so glad to get to be with you. We are live, praise the Lord, out there on Podbeam right now, and I hope that you're pumped up and ready to go today. I believe God's going to do some wonderful, wonderful things here today. Do you believe that? Do you believe God could do some wonderful things here today? I believe that he could, and I believe that he's going to do some wonderful things in your life here today, praise the Lord. Have you had a good Thanksgiving week? Well, I hope you got plenty to eat and got to think about the, the wonderfulness of God and being thankful of how good God's been to you. He's a faithful, faithful father, praise the Lord. And and I hope you got to enjoy our Thanksgiving message. If you hadn't, you can go back and listen to that on our archives for uh, last Wednesday, and I believe it'll be a blessing to you. We do have a, a communion version of it online if you want to take communion. Uh, we did do that. And then, of course, on if you just want to hear just the message, you can listen to that on Podbeam and uh, check it out. Of course, you can listen to us in all kinds of different ways. We are uh, here live. We try to be here every Sunday at 4 p.m. We try to be on Wednesdays at 6 6 p.m. Central Time here in America. Now, you may be listening all over the world, so you might want to figure out uh, different times and your time zone there, you know, but it is Central Time. And uh, you can listen to it, uh, listen to us live at those times if you like. If you can't, it's okay. We, we put out the messages just as soon as possible, and you can listen to the rebroadcasts on YouTube. Uh, the videos, or you can listen to our messages on Podbeam. Uh, that's our home Podbeam there. Or you can listen to all of these different places on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn off Alexii, Heart Radio, Stitcher, uh, Deezer. You can listen to us on Pandora, Amazon Music, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchaser, Player FM, Samsung, and, uh, of course, Boomplay you can listen to us on. And there's more out there, but you're welcome to listen to it on one of those if you'd like. If you don't want to listen to it on Podbeam, you've already got some apps on your phone. Uh, you might want to listen to it on some of those uh, different apps. I have uh, Audible. I like that a lot. You know, you listen to good Christian books on there. But uh, you can also listen to Jeremiah Smith Ministries while you're in the car, when you're going, and or even when you're on your motorcycle there, where you're at home, when you have some time while you're doing your work. And uh, you can check out uh, Jeremiah Smith Ministries on those different places. And so feel free to do that. We put them out just as soon as possible, just as soon as we get done. And we try to make sure that you have those available. Of course, if for some reason we're not here. It's good to follow us at uh, jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com there so that you can get the latest messages. If for some reason I'm not here, we post those. We make sure there's always something there for you to listen to on a Wednesday or a Sunday if I'm not here for some reason. And uh, you can check those out and you'll be able to get those alerts on your phone there if you need those. But of course, we're live right now on Podbeam. How are you doing out there on Podbeam? And uh, you can check us out live right now on Podbeam. And of course, the YouTube video will go up about 9, 9 p.m. Central Time. And uh, you can watch the video if you'd like to. It'll premiere about 9 p.m. Central Time. You might figure that into where you're at there around the world. Praise the Lord. So check those out. I believe they'll be a blessing to you. If you'd like to give, you can go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com if you'd like to give there. You know, you want to make sure that you're giving somewhere. I'm not pressuring you to give here. All of our ministry is free to you. Uh, but, uh, you know, you want to make sure you're giving somewhere. You know, you can't afford not to give. Make sure you're giving somewhere so that God can provide for you and make sure that you have the things that you need to have in your life. Luke 638 says, give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, you know. But, you know, if you're not running over today, that's probably because you're not giving somewhere, you know. You want to make sure you're giving 
in the right places so that you're running over. And I've done that stuff before and it never happened. Well, well, you know, you want to make sure that you're sowing in good, good ground. I was talking to my son about this just a little while ago. Make sure that you're sowing in good ground. Amen. You know, check the process out there. See if you're not reaping from good ground, you know, and it makes a change where you're sowing, you know, let the Holy Spirit lead you and make sure that you're sowing in good places because, you know, he gave you a promise. He says, give and it shall be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And so you want to make sure that you're giving in the in the places that you need to be giving so that God can bless you back and make sure that you're doing well so you can be a blessing to someone else. Do you believe that? I believe he wants you to be a blessing so you can be a blessing to someone else. So that's what me and my wife do. We give. We give regularly, you know, and you want to make sure that you're giving regularly uh, so that God can bless your life. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to get into our message. There's no time to just sit here and just not be doing something. We got to make sure we're doing something. We're about the master's business today, are we not? And, uh, you know, you came here to get fed, did you not? You know, we need to get fed by the word of God. Amen. The word's life to your spirit, to your soul. He'll quicken you and he'll make your life better with his word, praise the Lord. And I believe he wants to make your life better today. Do you believe that he wants to make your life better today? course you do. You believe he wants to make, he's a good father, amen. And he wants to make your life better than it was before. And he wants to make it better than it was even before you got here. Maybe you already have it good, you know, but he wants to make it better because he's a good father. He's always looking out for you and he wants good things in store for you. Praise the Lord. So we're going to get into the word, grab your Bible, get your tablet, get your phone, get whatever you need there. Let me grab mine from behind me here. Right, we got my Bible here. Get your tablet, get your phone, get yourself ready for the Word of God today. I believe it'll be a blessing to your life today. Do you believe that? Well, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. You've been so good to us, Father. We thank you, Father, that you're always good to us, even when we're not looking, even before we got saved, Father. You're a good, good Father. You've been watching out for us, keeping your eye on us, because you have good, good plans for our life, Father. And we just thank you, Father, for that today. We thank you for taking care of our families and taking care of us and taking care of our future, our future secure in you, Father. And, Father, we just thank you for being so, so far above what we could ask or think of a wonderful, wonderful Father. We just thank you for being that today. And we just give you the praise and all the glory, Father. As I get into this message, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to be our teacher and be our help. We ask that you flood us with light, help us to see some things we've never seen before. And, Father, we ask that you help no one to leave without getting what they need today. And, Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. That one that's not saved, helping to be saved before this is over. And that one that's needing to grow spiritually, helping to grow a little bit more before this is over. That one that's having questions and they're needing direction, helping to get direction before this is over. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I'm so glad you tuned in today. Thank you for letting me be in your ears today and or your eyes if you're watching the video. I'm so glad that I get to spend some time with you. You know, this is one of our favorite subjects. We're still talking about faith today, getting close to the end of what we're talking about here. But uh, we're talking about faith, and hopefully we get to get into vision or the Holy Spirit's leading. I'm kind of feeling let it go those ways coming up here in the next few messages here. But uh, we're going to let the Lord lead us and direct us. You know, I like to teach whatever the Lord has me teach. Is that okay? You know, I, I like to let him have 
of his way. And so we're just going to go with him and let him lead us and guide us. And let him, this is his podcast, so we'll just let him lead us and guide us in everything that we do. Praise the Lord. Well, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says it like this, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Isn't that good? We walk by faith, not by sight. Doesn't that mean we go by the word in everything we do, right? Whatever the word says, that's what we go by, you know, and it doesn't matter how it looks or what your surroundings are today and what you're dealing with today, you know, that's not the that's not the expected end. Remember he told Jeremiah, he said he had an expected end for him, right? And, you know, that's not your expected end, what you're looking at currently right now, if it's not the best, right? If it's not a good thing, you know, that's not God's expected end for you. He has an expected end for you. He has good things in store for you. Say that with me. He has good things in store for me. Maybe you need to say that every day for a little while. He has good things in store for me. Amen. He does. He has good things in store for you. Now, I know that goes counter with some people and how they teach things. You know, they think every Christian's supposed to suffer miserably and hate life. And, you know, they're supposed to suffer every day. You know what? Well, you know, there we are. We could be, you doesn't matter what the circumstance or what you're going through. You do deal with challenges. You do go through things. But, you know, God has a good expected end for you, right? He wants you to accomplish your dreams. He wants you to accomplish your goals. He has a vision for your life. And, you know, and he, he has a good expected end for you. He wants some good things to happen in behalf of you. You know, maybe you've heard today all kinds of stuff. Maybe you think, well, tomorrow, we're not sure about tomorrow. We're not sure about what's going to happen. No, you are sure about tomorrow. God has a good expected end for you. If we got raptured today, he has a good expected end for you. If, he, if you got up and you, you're getting ready to go towards your purpose, he has a good expected end for you. Amen. You know, if you're getting up serving him, he has a good expected end for you. Amen. He expects good things for you. Isn't that good? And maybe you should start expecting good things for you, you know, getting up every day, hating getting up and hating going where you're going, you know, no, you should expect good things from him, right? I like what my wife says, and I say it all the time, you know, she says, every day is a blessing day. I like that. Isn't that good? You know, and every day is a blessing day, but you need to see it every day. See God moving, doing great things. You know, but you have to look for it. You know, you have to expect it. You know, we get what we expect, right? You know, that's exactly what faith is all about, expecting good things, being firmly persuaded that God's going to do something good in your life, you know? And so we walk by faith and not by sight. What you're seeing around you, I like what Jerry Seville says all the time. He says, it's subject to change. Amen. You know, it is subject to change. God's word can change anything, any circumstance, whatever you're facing today, it's all subject to change. And you need to see it that way, right? It's it's subject to change in your circumstance that you're going through today. Hebrews, the 10th chapter, 38th verse is now the just shall live by faith. We're supposed to live by our faith on a day, on the daily, like they say the young people today, on the daily, (laughs) right? We're supposed to live it on the daily, expecting good things on the daily. You know, when you get up in the morning, when you go to bed, expecting to get up fully rested, you know, he gives us what sweet sleep is what the scripture says, right? Maybe you've been getting poor sleep, you know, before you go to bed and pray, Lord, I ask for sweet sleep tonight. You know, you can have sweet sleep tonight and you hadn't had it in a long time, you know, asking for some sweet sleep 
tonight, right? We're expecting it. We're living by faith in everything that we do. We live our lives this way. We live our lives pleasing God. That's that's living by faith, right? He, he loves faith, right? Have you read Hebrews 11? He loves faith, right? We're about to read that here in Hebrews 11. Matter of fact, here, we live by faith. But if any man draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. You know, if you want to please the soul of God and you want to please him in every way, you want to live your life in faith. Hey, uh, when you do that, you make him happy. You make him smile on you. Amen. You make him want to do some stuff for you. He likes people of faith. Jesus loved faith. Remember that? You know, all throughout the word, we've looked at many scriptures. Now he loved faith. Amen. Right? As a matter of fact, remember when they were in the water, uh, he rebuked them for not having faith when the storm came, you know, he said, where is your faith? You know, you know, maybe we need to trust him a little bit. If you're dealing with a storm today, maybe you're going through a crisis today, you know, maybe, you know, that, you know, that's unpleasing to him to, for you to say, I just, I'm, I don't know if we're going to make it. And you, you think that you're going to go down. No, God always brings us through. He's faithful to bring you through. You don't know how. You don't know how it's going to work. That's okay, but God does. And you just need to put your faith in him. What does the scripture say in Hebrews, the 26, uh, Hebrews 11, 22? It says, have faith in God, you know? He, don't, you don't have to figure everything out. You let him do all the figuring, but have some faith in him figuring it out for you. Amen. Have, have some faith in him showing you how to do that. Whatever he's called you to do, whatever he's put on your heart, have some faith in him. He's going to give you the direction and the guidance and how to do it. You know, you don't have to figure it out, but he'll lead you. The Holy Spirit will lead you and direct you and he'll help you to get to where you need to go. Amen. Hebrews eleven six says it like this, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. Oh, wow. He's saying that it's impossible to please him without faith. So if you're trying to live a life other than faith and you don't like to have ministers teach on faith, you know, well, you're not going to please him. You need to have that in your life. It's an essential need for every Christian to have faith in their life. It's essential. You know, you didn't even get saved without faith and you've got to have it in your life to please the father. So it's impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So there's two things that are really important when it comes to God is that you got to believe he is. We said what we think that is. He is our everything. He's our source for everything. He's your source for peace. He's your source for joy. He's your source for, uh, for you getting up in the morning, you know, to have a reason to live. He's your source for everything. He's your healer. He's your righteousness giver. He, he's your everything. You know, and it's important that you must believe that he is, right? And you got to believe he's a rewarder. He's given it to you. He paid for it through Jesus for you. He's a rewarder. Living that life, he's going to reward you, right? You know, in the, the Old Testament, lots of people believe that, you know, they, they were so excited about having the blessing and they knew that their life was going to be rewarded for having that blessing on their lives, you know? And God did bless those that were blessed. He blessed them and rewarded their lives, you know? And he wants to reward you. He's blessed you. Ephesians, the first chapter, says he's given you all spiritual blessings if you're saved today. And he rewards you for living the life of faith, praise the Lord. He wants you to know that he's going to reward you for walking with him, for talking with him, being with him, 
he'll reward you, right? It's not just a life where you're just having to ink it by. No, he's your source for everything, right? He'll give you the grace you need to get up in the morning to deal with with what you got to deal with. He'll give you the peace that you need to have to come through. Hey, he's your everything. He's your source for everything. So we walk by it. We live by it. We please God by it. And we receive from God by it, right? So faith does a whole lot more than just receiving from him. And of course, we need that. We need faith to receive from God. You know, I mean, he, you got to use your faith to trust him for what you need. But there's a whole lot more to this subject than just, just getting things. No, there's a whole lot more. We use our faith for everything. We live by it. We walk by it. We trust God with it. It's important and essential to our lives. Amen. Amen. So we've been talking about how to release our faith a little bit by your words. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about more about how to release your faith. What do we say faith was? We said it's a firm persuasion. It's a belief. It's a conviction based on the word of God, right? And so it's important that you realize when you're reading the Bible, you know, they're persuaded. They're firmly persuaded. That's why people were willing to die for Jesus. They were persuaded that he was their Messiah. He was their everything, right? And they were firmly persuaded so much more than even their lives. They knew that even if they died, they're going to go and be with him in heaven. Praise the Lord, right? You know, they were persuaded, so firmly persuaded it was more important to them than their very lives. Think about that. That's where we need to be. We're firmly persuaded more than our very lives. We're going to step out and do whatever he's called us to do, right? For everything that he wants us to do, everything we do with our lives and our purposes should be focused on him, right? And trusting him in everything that we do. He's faithful. He's a good, good father. If you're not that persuaded, believe me, over time of serving him, the more you serve him, the more you get close to him, and you see how good he is to your life, you're going to become more and more persuaded he's your everything. James talks about how to release our faith, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Let's look over at the second chapter of James. We're going to start in the 14th verse. But James talks about over and over how we need to release our faith. And it is important, right? You know, it's not just, you know, hey, I prayed and I got it, right? That's important, and it is important to believe you receive. But you also, you never want to neglect the Holy Spirit's part and you getting whatever you're believing for, right? He may lead you a certain way, right? You know, and, and everything that you're doing, he might lead you to do something that you, a little unusual, <laughs> might have you do something a little different, you know, and you, you want to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And everything that you do, you want to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. That's, this is why people don't get healed sometimes. This is why people don't get blessed sometimes, you know, they've been given and given and they wonder, well, why is there's no results? Well, you have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes he'll lead you to a job that'll pay you tremendous, but you're looking for the wrong thing. Or maybe he'll lead you to an opportunity that blesses you tremendously, you know, and you're, you're not cooperate with the Holy Spirit. He's trying to get you a harvest, trying to work a harvest for you. But you have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Maybe in healing, he's trying to lead you to a certain meeting or lead you to do some certain things. Go to the doctor, maybe to lead you to do certain things because he, he's trying to work with your faith where you're at. And so you have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and release your faith. That means getting up and going when he tells you to go. Go doing whatever he tells you to do. You know, it's important to cooperate 
with the Holy Spirit. Let's look at this real quick here. James, the second chapter. My goodness, I'm just thinking about all kinds of things. I, I get to ministering like this. The Holy Spirit comes upon me, and I'll just, I, all kinds of things get my spirit from the Holy Spirit. He brings up, you know, the Bible says he reminds you of things, and he'll remind me of all kinds of things and experiences and things I've dealt with, and me and my wife have went through, <laughs> you know, so, as soon as I get under his presence. And it's amazing, you know. So let's go ahead and go. we'll get on with the scripture here, and we'll try to be led in everything that we do here concerning some things concerning this. James, the second chapter, the 14th verse, it says, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he have faith and have not worse? Can faith save him? Wow, think about that, you know. That's a good question, isn't it? Can faith save you? No. <laughs> he said, what? Did he just say that? No, faith can't save you. You got to have faith to get saved, but faith doesn't save you, right? It does, it's not the end result, is it? Faith isn't the end result in your salvation. What does he say? He says, and I have the scripture memorized there, Romans the 10th chapter, the 10th and 9th and 10th verses there. There say, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe God has risen Jesus from the dead and you shall be saved, right? And well, you know, with mouth, it's made unto confession is what it says there as well. And so, you have to do something. You can't just sit there to get saved. You can believe that Jesus is your Lord. Uh, you know, most uh, lots and lots of people would be already saved if that was the case. They, they know Jesus is Lord. You know, there's going to be people throughout the old book of Revelations that believe Jesus is Lord, but they're just so, they're going to be not willing to do the things they need to do to get saved. But you need to release your faith. You have to confess. It has to come out your mouth. There's something you've got to do to be saved, right? Well, just like that and anything, you have to do what the Holy Spirit's leading you to do in the circumstances, whatever it is that you're going through, whatever he's working with you on, you know, you got to be somebody that's willing to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, you know, and let him lead you. And God, you know, Jesus, when he healed people and when he helped people, he did it all kinds of different ways, didn't he? Why would he do that? Because he was connecting to wherever they were at with their faith, wasn't he? He was trying to find, he would even ask them, he, said, he would ask them, do you believe? <laughs> He's checking up on their faith, wasn't he? He would say, well, hey, well, do you believe? You know, he was wanting to know, are they persuaded? Do they have some faith? He's checking up on them what they believe today, you know, and, and he'll work with wherever you're at, you know, whatever circumstance you're in today, you know, he'll work with you right there where you're at. Aren't you glad he does that? He works with you. That's a master, master physician, isn't it, to work with you right there where you're at, you know, make sure that you're getting what you need to have in your life, you know. Just like teachers, you know, you go to school, they try to teach you right there where you're at, you know. Well, God tries to work with you right there where you're at so he can get you over to B, right, from A to B. And he'll work with you wherever you're at, you know. If it's best for you to get hands laid upon you, he's going to lead you that way. If it's best for you to work for with a doctor, he's going to work with that, you know. If it's best for you, for the old elders of the church to come and anoint you with oil, you know, he's going to work with that, you know. If he's best for you to stick up your hands at the screen of the TV, you know, and pray with a minister, he's going to work with that, you know, because he, he's going to work with you where you're at, you know. He wants you to get your healing. And, you know, if it's for you to just read his word and get a healing right there when you're reading his word, which I've seen happen, he's going to work with you right there. <laughs> Amen. Because that's how he does it. He works with you 
where you're at. Let's look at James here, the second chapter, the 14th verse says, What doth it profit my, my brethren? And though a man say he hath faith and have not works, can faith save him? We, we just talked about that. No, not just not just faith. You have to release your faith. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, and be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it prof profit? Notice what it says here. Even so faith... If it has not works, is dead being alone. So there'll be lots of people that believe Jesus is Lord, right? But they won't make heaven unless they confess Jesus is Lord out of their mouth, right? You got to do your part. You got to release your faith. And that's sad, isn't it? You know, but they're just not willing to do it. You know, that's, that's the problem with people getting healed sometimes. You know, they're just not willing to to do what he's telling them to do to get healed and he's trying to work with you where you're at you know and you think about that you know in your circumstances you know and he's trying to make it better for you you know remember how they talked about the gentleman being stuck on top of the roof and this opportunity went by there was a flood and they're they're on top of the roof and a helicopter went by and a boat went by and they, they turned them all down you know you know and god will send many avenues your way trying to reach you where you're at but you've got to be willing to step out and let God do it, work with you where you're at, you know. He's awesome. He'll, he'll work with you wherever you're at, you know. You say, well, what are you talking about? So many times Jesus worked with them where they're at, you know, and get, to get them to release their faith. Stay the four Gospels. You'll see that. But notice it says, though, but wilt thou know of a man faith without works is dead. So let's look at that again here. Actually, I read the, that was the 20th verse. We're looking at the 17th verse. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is being dead alone. No, so he mentions it more than once throughout this chapter here. Let's go on down a little bit more here. He says, he says, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Think about that. The friend of God. I won't be God's friend. I don't know about you. That's a covenant term, actually. It's talking about there. Anytime it says friend of or son of man or, you know, or the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, those are covenant terms, right? And he's joined together in covenant. So he's saying friend of God. Think about that. You know, back then they, they were friends. They were blood brothers is what they would they call it today. You know, blood brothers, you know, they're covenant partners, Right. And he's saying that Abraham was a friend of God because he, he likes his faith. He liked his faith. Man, Abraham, boy, he's a man of faith, wasn't he? You know, anytime God asked him to do it, he just did it, <laughs> right? Even when offering something like his son, he even got up the next morning and took off to offer his son. Think about that today. Are you getting up and just doing what he tells you to do, you know? Throwing all other things out and just doing what he tells you to do, you know? You need to have wisdom and listen to, you know, the Holy Spirit. But, I mean, once you know it, man, just jump and do what he tells you to do. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise, also not was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works 
is dead also. Wow, that's powerful. You know, you think about your body, you know, and your spirits. As a matter of fact, there's a movie out right now talking about how people saw things when they, uh, after they died, and some of them even went around the room and they could see everything that was going on in the room. Well, that's because your spirit, you know. And, uh, you know, they, they came out of their bodies, they saw things, and some of them talked about how they saw light, you know. Some of them may have even talked about how they seen some darkness, you know, powerful movie. If you get a chance, you might check that movie out. I'm trying to remember what it was called, but it's talking about life after death or something like that, you know. It's run pretty much by a Christian company. But think about that today, you know. what What's going to happen? What happens when you come out of the body? It's just, man, it's <laughs> this is just an earth suit. You know, when you're gone, this body has not, it's not going to do anything, you know, but when you're in it, it has life, you know, and, uh, you know, you think about your, when you're using your faith, it has, you have life to you, right? It causes good things to happen because of the life within you, you know, and when you're going after to get results and you're releasing your faith, it causes good things to happen because you're right in track with God and he is life. And he's making good things happen with that life that's within you, you know. The Holy Spirit living on the inside. If you didn't know that, you know, when you got born again, the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you. And he causes your actions and things to be good. You see things good because of the Holy Spirit living on the inside, dwelling and making his home in your abode, in your, home, in your house, your temple, living inside your spirit. He leads you and guides you by the Holy Spirit. So without any action... Your faith is doormat. It, it, it doesn't do anything. You know, maybe today, you know, he, you've got a purpose that God's given to you, you know, and you want to fulfill the purpose that God has for your life. Well, it's dormant until you do something. You have to do something, you know, step out and do what he's leading you to do, you know. I remember, you know, back when uh, I first rededicated my life to the Lord about, oh, I was thinking about 20, about 20 years old. And then uh, I remember, you know, we started, we were, I was in a Bible study with my father and then they had a prayer group. I think it was on Sundays, they had a Bible study and then on a prayer, uh, they had a prayer group on Wednesdays and I was just going to those. I wanted to get fed more. I was going to church too. I was going to church, going to Bible study, going to, <laughs> going to the prayer group, trying to do whatever I could to grow, you know, all the time my dad was leading the Bible study and he's pretty much leading it with the uh, teachings of Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Hagin and all the things he'd been studying. You know, he's excited to teach on the Sunday or Wednesday and uh, we go in there, we get fed the word like good, um, all kinds of word and be pumped up, you know. And then we'd have a discussion about the Bible, which was fun, you know. And then we'd eat and then we'd uh, pray, you know, have a prayer group. And sometimes a prayer group was just uh, unbelievably powerful with my grandmother and all kinds of people. And then people come from outside to the prayer group. It was just a wonderful time. Well, you know, the Lord was leading me, you know, because I had been in music. I had lots and lots of, uh, of equipment, you know. I had a sound system and guitar, amps. I had all this stuff, you know, because I'd been in bands, you know, and I'd rededicated my life to the Lord. And I said, well, why don't we go out and minister to people, not just stay within the four walls. Let's go out there and minister. Might as well teach others while we're getting taught. So we went out to the, the parks and we started ministering at parks, not crank up the sound system, <laughs> you know, and we'd uh, trade off teaching the Bible, going around to these parks, you know, I'd fire up the guitar and, and do some singing, you know, with it, you know, and we just travel around and it was amazing how it affected all the people within the group, you know, and people getting excited and having a good time, you know, going out and ministering to others, you know. You say, well, 
Well, what, did you reach a lot of people? Well, we didn't reach a whole lot, but it affected us. We were getting out there and ministering to people, you know, but getting out of the four walls, you know. And I think the growth was in us going out there to all these different places and ministering to people. And we got opportunities to get to minister at certain times. And, and so it's a powerful, powerful thing to do it, you know. But I just did what the Lord was leading me and caused the bond to be a little bit stronger in the group. And we were able to do some different things, let people exercise their gifts. We had people within the group that were singing and everybody was kind of getting to do a little bit within it, you know, getting them out there using their talents for the Lord. You know, just from stepping out, you know, and we got to experience some things we might not have got to experience if we didn't step out, you know, and be doing what God's leading us to do. You know, how do you know how much effect that made on someone else? How do you even know how much that changed another person's life within the group just by stepping out and letting them be involved as well? You know, I'd be running the sound, but I'd also get involved too. Well, I can tell you it affected me tremendously you know i ended up going to bible school and doing all these things i was getting involved and started a church and then all kinds of different things been a youth minister and taught and all kinds of things well it all started <laughs> you know me going to church working in my church and doing that you know getting involved you know stepping out and it made me want to do more you know you know, stepping out's important, you know, when he's leading you to step out, you know, and other things wouldn't have happened if I didn't step out, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone, doing what he's leading you to do. And Jesus did this so often. He would have people step out, get out of their comfort zone. Maybe you're one of those people that just stays within your comfort zone all the time. You know, well, you're going to miss out on many blessings God wants you to have if you don't step out of your comfort zone. You know, you got to be willing to, you know, it's not just about you serving, but when you sow into someone else's dream, you're going to reap God. He's going to reap your dream, right? But so that's why it's so important to sow into the church or sow into a ministry. When you're sowing into their dream, you're going to reap your dream. So it's important that you're doing that all the time so that God can unveil things to you and show you things because you're sowing into those people's dreams. Well, you know, that's God's always going to, you know, I remember <laughs> he's always going to lead you to do something with sowing and reaping. I remember listening to a minister one time, you know, he said, every time I go to pray, God always deals with me about something about sowing and reaping. Well, that's his law, you know, and he's going to deal with you in some capacity to do some type of sowing and reaping. Let's look over John, the fifth chapter, the first verse. John, the fifth chapter of the first verse, still talking about releasing our faith. John 5, 1, cooperating with the Holy Spirit. Notice I'm emphasizing that, cooperating with the Holy Spirit. You know, because he's trying to get things in your life. He's trying to make your life better, you know, but you have to cooperate with him. It's not all about what you want, you know, because he knows what you want better than you know what you want, you know, and he knows how to make it better for you, even better than you know how to make it better for you. And you have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. John 5, 1 says it like this. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went to Jerusalem. And uh, now they're in Jerusalem by the sheep market pool, which was called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And these lay a great multitude of impotent, impotent folk, a blind halt withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. And whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity of 30 and eight years. 
Now, he'd been dealing with the same condition for 38 years. Now, say that with me, 38 years. Think about that. Some people deal with things for a long time. <laughs> Are you one of those people dealing with something for a long time? You know, God can make it better, but you have to cooperate with God for him to make it better for you in your life, you know? That means sometimes you might be uncomfortable. You heard me say it. Sometimes you might be uncomfortable, but you have to be cooperating with God. You know, I remember, you know, I started working, going to the gym. I was talking to my son about this earlier, you know, I started going to the gym and, and, uh, I'd never been to a gym, <laughs> you know, but I, I wanted to feel better. So I started walking on the treadmill 30 minutes a day, you know, and it was, it was awkward, you know, I'd never been to the gym. I was heavy, you know, and I was going to the gym and, it was awkward, you know, and getting in front of people and then getting on the treadmill, you know, but, I, but this was good for me, you know, that's what I felt like I needed to do at the time, but it was good for me, you know, get in front of other people, other people working out, other people trying to accomplish the same goals, what I was trying to accomplish, you know, and I had great success at it. My legs started getting stronger, started losing weight, you know, and it may have been uncomfortable, but that's okay, you know, because it's it's working for me. You know, I'm putting myself in an environment that's conducive to my achieving what I'm trying to achieve. Put myself around people that are trying to achieve goals. It's good for you to put yourself in the right environment, you know. But it wasn't comfortable. I got to be comfortable. <laughs> it's important that you do what's good for you, you know, what God's leading for you to do. And maybe it may not be comfortable, you know ministering when I've ministered in front of people and I've done it, I don't know how many times, I mean, just, I couldn't count how many times I've ministered in front of people. It's not always comfortable. I remember even the first times I ministered at Rama, you know, I was ministering in front of great ministers and went back to Bible school after already ministering a whole bunch of times, you know, and, and I had to, you know, minister up there with those people, you know, those great ministers and they'd get up there like it was nothing when they minister. When I got up there, I was nervous, you know, but you know, the more you do it, the better you get at it. But, you know, you're never going to get used to it until you get in front of people. <laughs> so you've got to step out, you know, and let the Holy Spirit lead you. And he knows what's better for you to achieve the goals that you're trying to achieve with your purpose and your destiny. You've got to be a person that's willing to do what God's leading you to do. Praise the Lord. Well, he's been in this case for 38 years. Well, what he was doing wasn't working, right? <laughs> You know, and maybe some stuff you're doing isn't working. I mean, if you if you look over 10 to 13 years and stuff hasn't been different, you better look and see what you can do to change it and make it better, right? If it's not working, you've got to be open to change and you got to let the Holy Spirit lead you in that change. You know, he knows what works. He's been doing it with people for centuries to, to help them have good success. You know, and you've got to be willing to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Well, the sixth verse says it like this. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? Think about that today, you know. He's asking him the question, you know, do you want to get better? Why is he asking him that? Well, because he's he's finding out where his faith level is. And Jesus asks this questions all the time, trying to find out where they're at, you know. And he'll come to you. He'll try to find out where you're at, you know. Kind of pulling, you know, my car out there, you know, we'll pull up the dipstick and I can check and see how much oil's in there, you know. I'm finding out how much oil's in it, you know, find out where that car's at, you know. If it's dark, I know it's been driven a long time. <laughs> if it's clear, 
I know that it's 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 in good shape, you know. If it's you know if there's not enough in there, then I know that it needs some more added to it, you know. Find it out where that car is at, you know. You know, Jesus wants to know where you're at today, you know. He's asking you because it's not because he doesn't know, right? God knows everything, you know. But he's wanting you to see where you're at, you know, today. He's asking you because he wants you to look and see where you're at. You can work with knowing where you're at, you know, because if he doesn't feel like he can get healed, he needs to, he needs to get more persuaded about it, right? He needs to build his faith. You know, Jesus did that when he would go pray for healing for people, you know, it says he, he would teach them and then he would pray for them. He's building their faith and then they would get their healing, right? And so he knew that he they have to be in a certain position, you know, and for you to get healing today, you need to be in a certain position. For you to get where you need to go, you got to be in a certain position, you know. Make sure you're feeding your faith, which we're going to talk about a little bit about feeding your faith, I think maybe next week. But, you know, it's important. He would ask you where you're at. <laughs> Is it for him? No. It's for you so that you know. He, he, we know that he knows where you're at because remember in the storm he said to him, where is your faith? You know, what you do tells him where you're at too. You know, if he's been, he sees him being in 38 years in that condition, he knows where he's at, you know, and he knows where you're at if you're not moving. He knows where you're at if you're not using what he's given to you. Excuse me. Burp, excuse me. <laughs> that must be too much Thanksgiving. But, you know, he knows where you're at. And it's important that you know where you're at concerning your faith. Let's look here at the sixth verse. He says, and he, he said, will you be made whole? Let's go on down here. Let's see. And he made him. Oh, let's see if we're going to look here. John, the, John 5, 1 through 6. We need we cut it off there from what I have here. Let's look at this. John John five. Let's look at it in my Bible here. John five. See what's that? I'm turning my Bible here because my notes cut off. You say what? He said to him, will thou be made whole? And then listen to what he says here in the seventh verse. says, the impotent man answered him, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. And Jesus saith unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. So he gives him another opportunity to get his healing, to help him in his circumstances. You know, and he, he could make more excuses. He could say, well, this guy over here, he's getting the best. And that person over there is getting the best. But here I am. No, he, he's saying you can have it right now too. But you've got to cooperate with his word, right? And we have to cooperate with the leading of the Holy Spirit and with his word. You know, he's not just saying this person over here can get healed. And this person over here can get healed and you can't get healed. He's not saying, I'm going to prosper this one over here, and I'm going to prosper this one over here, but you can't prosper. No, he, he, he wants the same for all of us. He's not a respecter of persons, and he wants us all to have good success, and he's going to work with you where you're at. He must have felt like it, that he had the faith. He just needed a little shove, right? And sometimes we need a little shove, don't we? 
don't know about you. I've needed it several times. A little shove, you know, when he, he, he'll make it very clear to me. Then I'll just step up and I'll move in the direction that he's telling me to move. You know, it's something about when you know it's his voice, right? When he's talking to you, there's something about when you know it's him. You're like, man, I'm going to do this, right? And maybe today you're listening to me and you say, well, Jeremiah, what are you talking about? You know exactly what I'm talking about. He's leading to you right now to do certain things. Wherever you're at, what you're dealing with, when your world today, you know, and I'm dealing with different things, you're dealing with different things, but the Holy Spirit knows what all of us are dealing with. And what's he telling you to do today? And you're just not willing to step out like you should, and you're not willing to make that change or make that little adjustment like you should, you know, he's going to keep coming to you. He never gives up on you. He never, you know, he's not going to let it go, <laughs> right? Because he wants you to get where you need to go. He wants good things for you. He still believes good things are in store for you, right? And so what happened to this gentleman? Well, he says to him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was on the Sabbath. He got his healing. Now he could have not done what he told him. He could have just stayed there longer, wallowed in it. And we have lots of people today that do that. You know, they wallow in whatever they're going through and, and they wallow in what the, what the challenges that they're facing today, you know, and, you know, they, 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 they'll take their time and take their time. But you don't realize how many people you're affecting around you when you don't step out and do what God's calling you to do. And you don't stay on track for what God's called you to do. It's important that you're stepping out and doing what he's telling you to do when he's convicting you at that time. You know, he's talking to you at that time. Conviction's not a bad thing. Conviction's a good thing. He's trying to get you on good direction. He's trying to get you on track. He's trying to get you to that healing. He's trying to help your life be better, you know. But you have to follow and cooperate with the Holy Spirit, praise the Lord. We all have to follow and cooperate with the Holy Spirit. So notice this man did something, and this man did what Jesus led him to do. And after a certain time, he was healed because he released his faith, right? Sometimes we just got to release our faith, right? I'll never forget pulling up to that coffee house I played music at, you know, and this gentleman didn't have any business. He was a Christian man going to a friend of mine's church, and he'd asked us to come play there, you know. And I'm like, we're going to play here. There's nobody there, <laughs> you know. And me and my friend, we started playing there. Uh, you know, I believe we played Friday and Saturday nights, you know, and we'd pray at midnight on Friday night for Saturday, you know, and we just came. But the Lord told me when I pulled up, never forget in my car, he said, if you'll go, uh, if you'll go bless him, I'll bless you. Well, we did. We gave it everything. We prayed for him. We played all those times, you know, for him. Didn't get paid. But we're just being a blessing. Sowing into his dream, you know, sowing into his future because, you know, that's what God led us to do, you know. And he's going to lead you to do that. He's going to have you sow into other people's visions and dreams. Why? It's so wise because he knows you're going to reap your dreams and your vision, right? And so it's important that you're doing that, you know, with other people's dreams and vision, giving towards other people's dreams and other people's visions, you know, the ones that you're being led to do. But so I'm doing this, you know, and God just did some great things in my life and blessed me for doing that, you know. Well, you know, you, you, what's he leading you to do? Is it to help someone, to encourage somebody? I remember that place ended up being packed after some time, you know, and I could get in all the things that we did and the Lord led us to do, you know. But after some time, that whole building was packed. I mean, you could hardly walk through there, you know, people showing up and being there, you know. 
And think about that today, you know. What are you doing to encourage someone? What are you doing to help the church grow? Or what are you doing to help other people? You know, God's going to bless you. Whatever he's leading you to do, you need to do it. Amen. It's important that we're being led by the Spirit in everything that we do. Well, I've got much more material here, and I've already been over an hour. Let's look at Mark, the second chapter, the first verse. It says, And again he entered Capernaum after some time, and it was noised that he was in the house, and straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room for to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when he, they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof. I like this, where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let him down the bed that wherein the, the sick of the palsy lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, because he likes faith, did I say that? He loves faith. He said unto them, sick of the palsy, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there was a certain of the scribes sitting there and uh, reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? Amen. And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, why reason ye these things in your heart? And whether it's easier to say, son, a man hath power to, on earth to forgive sins. He saith unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, rise and take up thy bed and go thy way into the house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. They're dropping this gentleman through a roof. <laughs> and he sees their faith, man. He, I mean, I, I wonder I wonder how the guy felt about it. He's like, oh, dear, y'all dropping me through the roof, you know. He drops him through the roof. <laughs> he lands right there in the middle, you know. And uh, he, he and Jesus sees his faith. He's like, my goodness, look at his faith, you know. And the man's like, he probably, he, he can't move probably, you know, and he's smiling. Hey, it's me. Uh, can you help me? You know? <laughs> oh, you can laugh. Praise the Lord. The guy got healed. You know, you think about that. He says, and he took, he, he gave him the opportunity. He said, take up your bed and walk. This is crucial, right? This is what he's leading him to do, you know? And everybody's watching. Did you know everybody's watching you and, your work with Jesus and what you're doing, you know, behind the scenes, they're watching you. you. You don't think they are, but they are. You know, he's probably thinking more about his condition. Have you ever been in that situation where you're just thinking more about your condition, you know? But everybody sees him in the condition, but they're also seeing him, how he reacts to the condition he's in and with Jesus. Jesus saying, hey, I'm going to make you well, you know, get up and do something, you know, get up and walk, you know? And it affects everybody around him. How many other people got healed because he was able to get back up, you know? How many other people's faith was built tremendously because he got back up, you know? And you think about that, you know, with your life, you know, everybody's watching. And they're seeing how God has an impact on your life. And if you truly believe he's your healer, and you truly believe he's your source, you're having a, a huge impact on other people when you do things that help your life get better by the unction of the Holy Spirit and you cooperating with the Holy Spirit gives them hope. It gives them the news that he is the good shepherd. 
And you're making their life a little better, praise the Lord, because you're becoming a testimony for others. Think about that today. Think about every day this man got up, he's a testimony to others, you know. Maybe today you're bound with things, you know, that uh, the devil's trying to put on you, you know, but your life's a testimony when you let God shine some light on it. I didn't say you were better right away and perfect. You know, this is a great case where this happened, and he, of course he was healed right away. That's not every case, you know. That's This is this case. Sometimes it takes a little bit more for people to get better, you know. God works with, you know, he works with different people to help them get better, and maybe they have to get a little therapy, you know, that God uses some people to help them in certain circumstances, or maybe they have to work a little bit harder, do a little bit more working out, you know, to get to get in a better shape or eat better, you know, too. Cooperating with the Holy Spirit because he'll help you to know what to eat. He'll help you to get the training that you need to have. He'll help you to learn how to manage certain things to do better in your finances and things like that, you know. But you got to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And, and you become a testimony to others. That weakness that was yours can become more of a strength if you let God help you in that area so you can be a blessing to other people. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and pray today. Are you ready? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy today. I believe that we've had quite a bit of word here today, Father. We ask that you minister to those that are listening today. Father, help them, Lord, to see that you're trying to make their circumstances better in every circumstance. Help them to be encouraged and help them be refreshed right there where they're at today. And, Father, we ask that you help them, Lord, to listen to your Holy Spirit, even as he's ministering right now, to help them to know how to work in their situation, to be encouraged and to be refreshed. We pray in Jesus' name, and we just thank you, Father, Lord. Help them to act as the Holy Spirit would give them the leading. We pray in Jesus' name, and we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus today. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, is if we confess Jesus Lord and believe God's risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Well, what's holding you up? What's keeping you from doing that today? You know, your life is not going to get any better until you let him come and help you with your life. So I'm going to pray with you. Let me get a drink here. Excuse me. I'm going to pray with you, and I believe God's going to touch you right there where you're at today. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your written word. And, Father, we just ask, Lord, as those that are wanting to get saved today, that you help them right now, Father, as they confess Jesus as Lord. Help them to do it, we pray in Jesus' name. So I'm just going to have you repeat this after me today. Father, I believe you've risen Jesus from the dead. And, Father, I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. Jesus, come be Lord of my life right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer God has just saved you right there where you're at. That's all you have to do. Read it in your Bible, Romans the 10th chapter, the 9th and 10th verses. He's doing an inner work right inside of you right now, praise the Lord. You're going to see things different. Each day it's just going to get better and better for you as you walk more in his light and his word. Get yourself in the word. Listen to this podcast. Uh, keep growing spiritually, praise the Lord. And I believe God's going to do some wonderful, wonderful things. We have many more podcasts you can listen to at jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com. I think there's something like nearly 500 of them now that you can listen to, including Coffee with Confessions, which is a great a blessing for you too there and to confess God's word over your life. 
But uh, we'd love to hear about it. Me and Sheila, so welcome to the family. We're so glad you're part of the family. If you would, email me at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com. It's the greatest pleasure of mine in the world is somebody getting saved and coming into the kingdom. And uh, we, we love to hear about it. Me, Sheila, and Liam, which who Liam just prayed for you today so that you would be saved. You need to email us. Let us know because we just love to hear about it. We're not going to flood you with a bunch of emails, but it just blesses us to know that you've been added to the family of God. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the family of God. Well, we've enjoyed our time together. We look forward to spending more time with you Wednesday. We love you. God bless you. And I hope that you're ready for the best week you're going to ever have. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.